ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Christopher Harris, the host of the World Soccer Talk podcast. The World Cup promises to be the most exciting and controversial World Cup in the history of soccer. Throughout the tournament, we will be telling you how and where to watch the games on US television and streaming in this never-ending, complex world of so many choices. If you love soccer, you will love the World Soccer Talk podcast. Listen to the show wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST recommends. This is the relevant podcast. It's Tuesday, December 14th, 2021, and it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And once again, uh, our mogul, Derek Miner, is unable to be with us today. So sitting in from Nashville, Tennessee, Relevant Senior Editor, Tyler Huckabee. Howdy. He did that on purpose. <laughs> that was last. That was Friday's bit. I know. I know. You don't need I'm to bring to it into Tuesday. It. It's my thing now. I need a thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really. I don't feel like I'm a guy who has. I just feel like bland as a beefcake. I got nothing going for you know. No distinctive. No little weird quirks or edges. Now I'm going to be the guy who right. takes too long to answer things. Well, <laughs> well, now you have, well, Tyler. Well, congratulations. Now you have two things. One, you are you awkwardly delay people's uh, uh, you know while they're conversing with you, right. and you're the type of person who uses phrases like "bland as a beefcake." Um, so that's two. That's two odd things. What is a beefcake, anyways? I don't two even things. know. Well, look at Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, right there. That's you're looking a living and breathing. You're looking at beefcake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tyler grew up and he's corn fed. He's from Nebraska. Yeah, you know, true. lots he's of beef just, out in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and by that part, most parts of the country, when you hear beefcake, you know, like you think about those guys who walk up, you know, stand at the the front door of Hollister in the '90s with no shirt on. That's usually what we're See, thinking. I beefcake. think of Jersey Shore type guys. I think of oh, gym, yeah. gym bros. But I think that's but, I, beefcake, but, but yeah. I think Tyler's reference to beefcake is an actual nightly dessert eaten in Nebraska, <laughs> which is just a, it's a, it's a <laughs> big hunk of meat that is baked like a cake for some reason, and everyone in the state eats it as a sweet. Is that correct, Tyler? That's a sweet. <laughs> a little can, a little candle in it that you blow out before you before the. Before the, the ceremonial but, cutting of the beefcake, cutting oh the, uh, everybody, everybody <laughs> in the family gets a slice all the way down the line. We both hard I, times. I picture pain. brown gravy on top of a beefcake, like sure, you know, not sure, a little cake, frosting. Yeah. Hey, yeah. for the for the longest time, I, the same thing uh, along the same lines. I I never had cheesecake in my life. I've mm-hmm. still never had cheesecake, but you, I never had it all growing up because I thought it was cheese flavored cake, and I was like, yeah. I don't want cheese. If I'm in the mood for a sweet, can we back up for just a second? You've still never had cheesecake in your entire life. That is correct. Because after I learned that it is a light, delicious treat, I observed as an adult that everybody, if there is ever cheesecake available, 
oh, I love cheesecake. Got to have cheesecake. And I thought the last thing I need is another vice. And so ignorance is bliss. It's easy for me to pass on the unnecessary calories because oh I don't know gosh, what I'm missing. Cameron. So it's fine. Well, Tyler, well, you're missing so something good. I'll tell you that much. Tyler. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, with beefcake, you know, if I visit Tyler, Nebraska, <laughs> I'm going to indulge and know what I'm missing. And I also know that he recently stumped a listener of the week who couldn't guess his favorite ice cream flavor because it was in fact beefcake ice cream, which is just, just tastes like a frozen hamburger but uh, he thought you could get that ice cream anywhere yeah nope i I am so i am so excited for this show coming up our friend author shauna nequist is joining us today i am so excited love shauna and if you're a longtime listener of the show you know she was on this cast for several years she has a new book uh, at long last we're so excited Big moment. Also, I'm very excited because at the end of the show, it's the holiday season. It's mid-December. What are you doing? It's cold outside. You're going to stay in with the family. You're going to put on the plaid PJs. You're going to put on the fire. You're going to just hang out together and play games. So guess what? At the end of the show, we're doing that. It's the Relevant Podcast Family Game Night coming up. We're playing some games. I'm excited about it. Now, before we toss to slices, I want to make sure you know uh, about RelevantStore.com. We relaunched the store here in the last few weeks, and every week we're putting up new merch, new apparel, new podcast fan gear, uh, a lot of cool stuff. Plus, it's the exclusive place to get our new annual print edition of Relevant Magazine. It's a big, thick coffee table edition of our best long-form content from throughout the year. Uh, It's available for pre-order right now. It's about to go to press. And uh, once it's out in the the wild, uh, the price will change. But if you want to save 20%, you can pre-order it now over at RelevantStore.com. Don't miss it. And don't miss our Christmas sales. Some great stuff going on. All right, stay tuned. I'm next. It's Slices. Slide up in the room like I was Santa. What? My bad, just is you, my country grandma. Brother pulled up in the charger, but he drive it like a phantom. Rifle on my bag, and yeah, inside I got the cannon, but not that type of cannon. Christmas in the sticks with all my foes. Gather around the fire, cause it's cold. Cold, cold, cold. Grandma making magic on the stove. Celebrate the lamp to heat a gold. Yeah, Dilly. Christmas in the sticks with Look. all my foes. Christmas Eve, and I'm trying to get the tree lit. You're listening to No Big Deal. The song is Christmas in the Sticks. Uh, It is part of, if you heard Friday's show, you know this, uh, we have released four Christmas playlist mixes over on our Spotify channel. A very relevant Christmas. Indie, unplugged, party mix, and hip-hop. The No Big Deal track is on the very relevant Christmas hip-hop mix. There's some great Christian hip-hop for Christmas. I had no clue. It's awesome stuff. Go check it out. Uh, You can just search Relevant Christmas on Spotify and they'll pop up that way. And uh, yeah, there you go. Are you you having a party? Having a party with friends? Don't know what to put on? I'm telling you right now, just hit play on our party mix. This is going to be a good time. Well, today's show is brought to you by UHSM. Healthcare costs have been growing year after year, and it can lead to a lot of confusion. Thankfully, UHSM offers great and affordable health for everyone. Unite Health Share Ministries, or UHSM, is a Christian health sharing ministry that puts your health before anything else. Health sharing isn't insurance. The programs at UHSM are member-based fellowships where faithful people can take charge of their own health care. UHSM offers different programs to meet any and all of your needs, from telehealth options to plans that cover the unexpected moments in life. UHSM has something for everyone. For more information, head over to UHSM.org or contact a rep at 800-900-8476. 
Again, for more information about their programs and pricing, head over to uhsm.org or contact a representative at 800-900-8476. Okay, it's time for Slices. All right, what do you have, Jesse? All right, well, I'm, I'm excited to hear all of your guys' response to this, but particularly, Jamie, I want to hear your feedback to this story okay. because I feel like, as a, particularly as of late, you're, you're certainly the most well-traveled among us, both for... Uh, per, personal stuff and professional stuff. And this particular story has to do with a new trend in travel of people kind of coming out of COVID that uh, are finding a different way to unwind. And and this story, um, which was actually uh, uh, ran in the, the New Yorker this week, was about agencies that are uh, specializing in something that they call surprise travel. There's a handful of agencies offering this service where you give them a few parameters. Uh, one, are you traveling alone? Uh, uh, two, are you comfortable being uh, domestic or international? And what level, uh, like how hardcore are you? Because what this agent, what agencies are doing Define is hardcore. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, oh, don't worry. I will. I will. Um, because what these agencies are doing are basically planning vacate. Like some people call it, like one customer called it almost like a scheduled kidnapping where they plan a trip where, uh, uh, you like, you know, you, you don't even know until the day of where your fl- plane flight is to or what you're going to be doing when you get there, who's picking you up or, or whatever. And a lot of them are, uh, a lot of these people who are, who are booking these are solo travelers who essentially want like that Michael Scott experience where he was that episode where he was dropped off in the forest by Dwight to get a, oh, a survivor man day. That is essentially what a lot of this is. Or like those shows, like, I don't know if you guys watch alone on Netflix, like that history channel series or like, you know, uh, sort of that survivalist thing. Now, a lot of these trips, though, um, will will also make sure that there is that you you are safe because they they profiled one woman who uh, was dropped off in like the jungles of Borneo for three days, and that was her. That was her. She saved up thirteen thousand dollars over the course of the last year for an adventure. This agency arranged for the trip for her to go where she had to learn to make fire all by herself. Now she did have like an ex military tactical survival expert be the Dwight Schrute in this and and shadow her and follow her from a distance where his presence was never known. Um, but these agencies are, are, are uh, providing uh, these kind of just crazy solo adventure surprise trips. Now, uh, here's what one of the, the people from one of these agencies says uh, in this magazine feature. Could we create an experience that requires total mental and physical focus? By being totally distracted, it's almost impossible for them to think about the day to day, the day to day, and everything going on back home. Well, yeah, because they have to survive. Because you drop them off in the jungle, and they have no training to be a jungle survivalist. <laughs> of course, they can't think about the stresses at work because they're worried about getting eaten alive. <laughs> yeah, by fire ants or something. I've seen those shows. This never turns out well. But evidently, it's becoming more and more popular for people who just kind of want to reboot and really be able to detach from you know everything that distracts me in your day-to-day life. Jamie, as someone who's very well-traveled and makes a lot of trips for a lot of different reasons, 
hobbies and some to spend time with family, some personal, a lot of professional. What is your thoughts about these surprise, this surprise travel trend? Well, when you started talking about this, I was thinking like surprise as in like, would you rather go to Fiji mm-hmm. or the Maldives? Like that's what the kind of surprise yeah. I was <laughs> I was holding out for. I would never, this is my personality though, never pay money for someone to drop me off and say survive for three days. That's the worst thing I could ever think of in my entire life. Now, if the trip was like, how many days do you want to spend at the beach? Or would you like to go snorkeling? Or what about a horseback ride? I'm down for that. Surprise me with all the things. Surprise me with no matches and left in the middle of the woods with no clothes. No, thank you. Hmm. Yeah, this would this would not be my thing either. The you know, I'm a when I go on vacation, I'm looking for supreme comfort. Like I could have a vacation that's just a really, really nice bed. And it's like, you don't I have just to get say, out I'm, of that. I'm shocked that you don't want to do this. Yeah. Like I would have thought that your idol 10 years ago is Bear Grylls. Like I thought. There was a time in my life right now. I just, if I'm, le- if I'm going out of town, I'm doing nothing. Nothing. Don't plan. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. like, just give me, just give me the coolest hotel room and let me just chill out. Like that's, that's more yeah. my speed these days. But maybe there was a time in my changed, life where I wanted man. some adventure. Yeah. That article, you said she paid $13,000 to be dropped off and to have to do all this stuff. And there was a man stalking her that she never saw. <laughs> That's creepy. That made me really uncomfortable when you said that. <laughs> but would you, wouldn't you you want that safety? I don't think he was like, it's not like some local I understand. Perf, what, like, I, I understand he, his role. It yeah. just still made me feel a little creepy that you're alone, but you're not. That's well, I don't like that and feeling. And she said at one point she lost them for a few hours and that made her, gave her a big sense of pride where I'm like, now you're talking legit (laughs) danger here. And and yeah, there was a time in my life where this would be really, I just feel like I've already done too many like real life ish adventures where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty good on that now. You know, like doing crazy, dumb, ill, ill, ill advised things. Like, yeah, I can do that in my personal life. If I'm paying all this money, I'm going to go chill. Tyler, you seem like you still have some adventure. You, 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 you lived in Paris abroad for a little while, just for the adventure of it. What, what are your thoughts? Well, but Paris is in a town, you know, there's like... <laughs> you can drop me off in the middle of Paris, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. You drop me off in the middle of Paris, yeah. surprise, yeah. you're in if Paris. A, if, a, if a secret man is following you as you walk around Paris, that's a totally different situation. Yeah. But they're very easy to spot because yeah. they've got the stripy black and white shirts and the giant baguettes, so they, you can see them a mile away. There's no... <laughs> 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 that mark, I'll say this. <laughs> That classically, that classically trained mime has been following me for quite some time. <laughs> and now he's acting like he's in a glass box and can't hear me speculate that he's spying on me. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Yes. Uh, if anyone wants to surprise me with a trip to a to a major metropolitan international hub with with multiple resources for food and electricity and uh, and showering and bathing, I'm all in on that. That sounds great. I'm all in. There you go. All right, what do you have, Jamie? Okay, um, I would like to know what you guys would do in the situation. Um, I think this came out about a week or two ago, but there was a plumber who's doing his job. He is just taking care of the things he needs to do. He went into a a, uh, a massive church. We all know Joel Osteen's church. He's fixing mm-hmm. the toilet. He takes off the oh, tile. Man. Massive amounts of money comes out of the wall. Was it like $200,000 or something? Like a lot of money. $600,000. A lot of money. Well, well, 600 was lost. Sorry, 600 was lost. How much did they find in the wall? So there were. Tyler, do you uh, know? I do do not. It was undisclosed. 
but it was yes. as oh, okay. much as $600,000. Because they connected this money to a robbery that was reported back in 2014 of $600,000. So he found all of this money and turned it in. But I think the crazy thing about this story is that the only reason that we all know about this is because he called into a local radio station in Houston because they were talking about like, what's the craziest thing that you found? <laughs> and he didn't say the church and all this, but he like told this whole story of plumber takes off the tile all this cash comes out um and turned it in and i think as of right now he hasn't gotten any kind of reward or anything from it but what a good plumber he fixed your toilet <laughs> and turned find he said he hasn't even heard thank you he hasn't even heard a thank you from that's what he that's what he told on the radio it'd be like an editorial it'd be like a listener calling here on the podcast and saying i found six hundred thousand dollars and the the least they could get there, there was a reward offered i believe for any information the, the, the money, which he has but not I believe received. the time of it had expired because there was a crime oh, stopper thing for 25 it had expired well, oh. okay so so I have I have a question beyond the plumber's experience here and I, I and, and I've seen kind of these headlines I'm talking into the story so maybe you guys can help me out here so during this robbery at some point or it's not even a robbery they're just saying like it wasn't was a, a stick up that, that, yeah. or, or money went missing right yes. like yes. All yes. Was like an offering up. or something an yeah. offering yeah. went missing and, and so obviously it's an it seems uh, uh pretty there'd be a lot of reasons to assume it was someone who was employed by that church at that time, maybe uh -huh. is still employed by that church, who not right. only had access to that level of cash and access to some sort of interior wall <laughs> of a public restroom at the church. Like, aren't we kind of burying the lead here? Someone under the employ of Joel Osteen's church is, you know, attempting to embezzle money out. Like, I mean, this is stuff right out of Righteous Gemstones. There's literally a scene in that first season where mm -hmm. two of the children are, are have hidden away cash for emergencies uh -huh. in the church's ventilation system, which they access. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, this seems like, hey, Joel Osteen, I... Uh, maybe we we can get all some more details here because uh, something doesn't smell right. And the plumbing issue was taken care of. Yeah, The, to the toilet's <laughs> taken care of. My questions are, how long was the person who did this going to let that money sit there? I mean, that was 2014. Yeah. What was the game? Yeah, but, yeah but, what's the so, end game? And is there the more? Game? Yeah. But, yeah. Th but that's, the, that's the thing. It's the long game. I mean, this person knows that if 600K goes missing... And then they maybe let's say they're a church employee making an, a normal salary. All of a sudden, have six hundred k in their yeah. account or something like that. There's gonna be questions. There's gonna be target. So they stash it and thinking, I'll come back 10, 15 years. This is my retirement plan. I'm gonna come back. I know where it is. Nobody else does. I'll get really it. Thought. Or it's just this thing with the righteous gemstones that somebody with the ministry stashing it in case that in case everything collapses. There's at least that amount of money that they could go access and then you know go off into the sunset you know i don't I've, know i've seen i've seen enough oceans Solutions. 11 movies to know that you don't even have to be an employee you just have to look like an employee sometimes those guys those go. guys are just have with a little badge. vest and nobody doubts it you know everybody's like oh i guess i guess george clooney works here now the <laughs> brad pitt must be just a, like an unreasonably handsome uh, person who just a staffer on the floor of a of a giant casino which i think you could do this in a church lake was pretty good size say, I'm say sure that word again what, what is it What's the location of a casino? Say that word. Okay. 
You said casino. You just like emphasize the cast. I'm telling you, I'm trying to keep people guessing with how I respond. It's just my. It's going to be say my casino. Thing. I would hit the hard E. I would hit the hard I don't go to these casino. Frequent such things. You said yeah. casino. I don't know. But, but, but I do yeah. like Tyler's theory where it's just like someone like a John Cheadle, like this. You know, did we hire a handsome debonair <laughs> British new children's minister because he just showed up to work today and seems very interested in the out and uh, how the pipes come into the church. Do anyone? He seems delightful. Who hired this guy? You know, like that. That's that too seems yeah. like just an implausible scenario. But who knows? Who knows? Also, to stash it there, you'd have to take the tile off, put the money yeah. in, and put the top. I mean, this is. A, I'm, imp- a thing. I'm impressed a with the seamless grout work because yeah. existing <laughs> grout getting stitched in with new grout. You've got to age that thing. I mean, yeah. that's some detail that. If you're Very that impressive. good, then you could probably be making six hundred thousand dollars a year yeah, just you're doing gonna, yeah. Yeah. Hey, get a job. Just doing back you can come to my house, you know. Do, I got some work for you here. I'll pay you. Have you guys have you guys ever got a kitchen backsplash done? It ain't cheap to get a pro to do it. Okay, I'm telling you, if the end game is waiting six years, waiting, you know, or not even or he's probably, yeah, waiting a decade to collect six hundred k. If you're just doing a three back splashes a month i think you're doing okay in this economy oh. <laughs> all right what do you have tyler all right so this was a, a really interesting i i as i think how many people on this podcast right now went to some sort of christian or bible college situation or even high school situation? i did college Both. all i think almost all of us right and we all certainly have been to our regular attenders of church and all my life, I was corrected on something that I just taken for granted about the life of Jesus, that all my life and all of those years going to these institutions, getting a, a degree uh, in this in this very field that I had no that no one had ever corrected me on that I had no idea about. And I want to see if I am the only person who thought this, because this is, to my knowledge, a very, very common uh, apparently misunderstanding about the life of Christ. What in you guys's training or upbringing what is what was jesus's job like how did jesus earn a living well i mean a, car- a carpenter's Carpenter. son yeah. But, Carpenter. uh, yeah yeah right like I'd you usually heard, inherited the trade of your father or, f- or fisherman yeah. carpenter. carpenter or fisherman yeah, yeah. I've car- yeah fisherman or carpenter i had always heard carpenter as well but then one time kathy lee gifford was on my show and she totally talked about him like uh doing like something else with his hands but it wasn't carpentry it would have been what is it tyler well, well kathy lee was on the kathy lee knew more than me because she was she was definitely on the right track the word uh was translated as carpenter in the new testament by the you know in our english translation that that is that is true that we've been translated as, as carpenter but recent scholarship suggests that that is not the correct translation of that word and in fact that carpentry would be very very unlikely since uh, in Galilee at that time, very, very little lumber, not a lot of the trees that are there are pretty small and spindly. They didn't really use, they didn't do a lot of building with wood. So there really weren't that many carpenters, but obviously in Europe where they translated this, that's all they did use. So that's how, what they knew to, how they knew to translate it. But it'd be more accurate to say, according to a, a new study, and this was printed in, uh, in CT uh, by a scholar by the name of Jordan Monson, uh, the word would be more likely to be translated almost like handyman or uh or builder would maybe be the right word but he was it would be almost like a Tile gig economy work, situation <laughs> whatever you need yeah he could yeah. he could have handled the grout in your <laughs> a real <laughs> so, so he would be called in just to help with like 
like projects around the around the house or in the public space that needed most likely instead of wood and most likely be stone that was the primary building tool at the time um, usually said. as a usually a you know as a co-worker he wouldn't be by himself he would have been with all been with a bunch of other guys Jamie, you just said that's what she said, but you Kathy. weren't making a Michael, I wasn't making a Michael Scott joke. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about stone and wood, and you said that's what she and said. Most and most importantly, he was, was like, talking Jamie. about Jesus. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's what you Kathy Lee said. Kathy Lee said. I got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. Just clarify. Uh, uh, so that was so that was incorrect, which, you know, this has a few implications, mostly for like the my boss was a Jewish carpenter bumper sticker economy, which is now <laughs> kind of I got my kids now. <laughs> but but, but I, it does Total make sense. I, I will say this because if you if you've ever had to call a handyman, it's already gotten to yeah. the point in the project where a professional needs to fix what you broke trying to fix something. Uh-huh. And any handyman That's I Jesus. want, the more Christ-like they can be, the better. Because I'm pretty wound up when the by the time <laughs> I had to call someone because I started trying to fix the garbage disposal, and all of a sudden there's a broomstick sticking out and water spraying out of, from under the sink. I'm pretty high strung. So the more mellow that person yeah. is, uh, you know, the more Prince of Peace like that handyman is, the 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 so- it's going to make the blow a lot softer when I fi- when I get the bill and see how much damage well, I caused in my home. And think about this too. I mean, he shows up for a very complicated job. There's flooding damage all over the basement. He's just like he's by himself. The family, you know, moved out. He's like, I, he's like, I just don't have time for this. Wiggle his nose, it'll be witch style. Boom, he's done. We all we know is about the the is about the wedding. We don't know what happened for the ten yeah. years prior to yeah. that. Yeah. He's, he's the most efficient me. worker. It's like nobody's looking. <laughs> done. Whoa, five stars. Holy cow, he's so Listen, fast. You, you don't understand. This backsplash is very complicated. He's like, I got it. Trust me. <laughs> I also think Tyler, you know, a handyman, they can do everything. There's no problem yeah. that's too big for yeah. a handyman. And that's yeah. how our savior is. There's no that's problem right. too big for him, you guys. He's a, ske- he's a skeleton. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and then the soft piano music starts playing right now. Jamie, yeah. you want to bring this the worship team back on? I just want to let you know, Jesus. I think there's damage to the foundation here. I think we're getting a new subfloor, foundation work, whole deal. What's I'm very sure. I got it. Trust me. I got it. Yeah. I am your foundation. Let me distract him. Yeah. Oh, say, let me tell you about that? foundation. Did your donkeys get out of the stable? I might want to go check on him. He turns listen, around real listen, quick and then I'm, digga, digga. I'm done. Duh. Listen, Jesus, oh, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> forgive me. For, Jesus, forgive me. I was messing around in the fuse box and I broke something. Forgive me. I know not what I did. Can you please fix this? All the fuses are gone. All the fuses. <laughs> and then he says, I am your light. <laughs> Let there be light. <laughs> you guys, this is so funny, but I feel so like torn I, on the inside that I'm here. like making fun awkward. of Jesus. I'm like, God, I'm we're not, not making make, fun yeah. of you. We're making fun of us, Jesus. We're making fun of us. We're making fun of us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because I can see us going on like this for about another ten minutes before a line <laughs> <Yeah>. is crossed. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's let's cut the cord now. All right, uh, stay tuned. Uh, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned up next. Sean and Nikos joins us. My Christmas is filling up stuff I don't need. Santa, he is thankful for the little things. Like what kind of stuff, Santa? You're listening to Fun. The song is Believe in Me. 
I believe that's on the very relevant Christmas party mix. Well, today's show is also brought to you by BetterHelp. No matter who you are, your mental health has a serious impact on your life. It affects work, family, finances, dating, and your relationship with God even. So taking care of your mental health is a huge part of living the best life you can. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and can you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. You can sign up for BetterHelp.com today, and since you're a Relevant Podcast listener, you can save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Relevant. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Relevant. Where our guest today is none other than longtime friend and author, Shauna Nequist. She's the best-selling author of Cold Tangerines, Bittersweet, Bread and Wine, and Present Over Perfect. Her new book is called, I guess I haven't learned that yet, and comes out in the spring. And ahead of that release, she joins us today to talk about how her attitude around things like work, family, and church changed over the course of the pandemic and what reordering your priorities can look like so that you give the most time to what really matters. Here's our conversation with the one and only Shauna Nequist. I would like to hear from... from the time when you when you wrote President or Perfect, well, when it was published back in 2016, to now, how do you feel like maybe people would receive that a little bit differently post a pandemic and post a lot of political upheaval that has affected people's lives? What do you think? Do you feel like this is sort of entering into a different space today than it did in 2016 when the book was first published? Well, I mean, in some ways, I think issues of workaholism, being too busy, finding your identity or your worth in something outside of yourself, I think those are perennial. But I do think the pandemic forced us all to grapple with essentially our lifestyles and specifically our time. All of a sudden, we had had to ask questions, things were sort of on autopilot for a long time. And all of a sudden we were, had the opportunity and the challenge to ask these questions about like, what does matter to me? Is the way that I'm working, the way that I want to live? Am I parenting in a way I believe in? Am I like, we all had the kind of the forced analysis of what's working and what's not. What do I want to put back into my life if there is an after to this season and what are the things I'm happy to leave behind? And so Mm -hmm. I I think those are very relevant questions. And most of the people I talked with, I have talked with over the last couple of years have found um, that if it's at all up to them, they won't go back to the pace at which they were living pre pandemic, both in Mm -hmm. terms, they won't work as much if at all possible and they won't have their kids involved in as many activities and they won't have such a maybe like wide social circle, but will focus a little bit more narrowly. And I think those are, um, those feel like healthy changes to me. Anybody that's choosing more simplicity, 
um, more depth as opposed to width in terms of their relational experiences. Those all feel like healthy changes. And those do feel like the themes um, of that book. Uh, they, they feel very mm-hmm. relevant right now. Why do you think it is? Because I feel like in some ways, we a lot of us know in our heads that work isn't really going to make us happy, that you know, careerism isn't everything, that at the end of the day, what matters is the people you love and care about and spending time with them. But we just don't live that way, that that understanding just does not manifest in how we structure and prioritize our lives. Why do you think that it, why do we have such a hard time of actually manifesting something that I think many Americans and, and many Christians know in their heads to be true? Well, I think some of it is that addiction to like quick wins as opposed to playing the long game. Um, It's really, really lovely to do something and then have someone either congratulate you for it or give you money for it, right? Like that feels good to us. And it's a lot harder to, for example, be an attentive parent, right? Because your kids are never going to look up at you and be like, wow. I'm becoming so much better a human because of the attentiveness you're giving me right now. They don't say that to you. You have to trust in the long game that it's the right thing to do. And I think a lot of us have become kind of stuck in that addiction for, I want someone to tell me I'm doing a good job or I want someone to compensate me for it. Um, As opposed to, I want to do like quiet, unglamorous, difficult things that no one will congratulate me for or pay me for, right? That's harder. reading a fascinating book right now um, called Laziness Does Not Exist on kind of the, the roots of like Puritan culture and bootstrapping and meritocracy and all of those deeply American ideas and how they're, they're essentially myths we tell ourselves to keep people working, right? Like what if our, what if our cultural messaging said you're valuable even if you didn't produce anything today? Well, uh oh, then do people stop going to work? Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What if we said your value is inherent, not based on your productivity or your appearance or how much money you have? Wait a minute. Then a lot, then we wouldn't buy things and we wouldn't show up to things. And all of a sudden, a lot of the most deeply held tenets of our culture would kind of start to falter. Um, but I think that's a really exciting idea, right? Um, uh huh. I grew up in like the most Midwestern Dutch productivity based culture. Um, You are what you do. You're a hard worker. That's a value. We were joking about it recently. Uh, We were kind of having this like dinner party conversation about um, what part of the world do you go to where people think you're from there? A friend of mine was saying she's American, but when she goes to Greece, people think she's Uh, Greek, right? Got it. And I was like, oh, I have one. Um, Mine is Target. When I go to Target, (laughs) I work there. I have a face for service. I have a face that says, let me check in the back for Mm -hmm. you, right? Mm -hmm. Because I was raised to be 
um, helpful and responsible and to look out for other people's needs. I'm not kidding you when I tell you people have asked me to refill their drinks or bring them their check at a restaurant. And I'm like, I don't work here, but I, I can definitely get your <laughs> refill. Because I was just raised in a world that said usefulness is what makes you valuable. When I think we start to push on those myths, we realize they're very flimsy. My usefulness is not what makes me value. My work productivity is not what makes me valuable. So many of us were raised to see your calling, at your your work as your calling or your passion. So there becomes this sort of divine pressure on you to be part, to work hard and to hustle because this is what you were maybe created to do in some sense. Do you think that there's a, a misunderstanding there or a misappropriating of that idea there that has maybe led some of us to an unhealthy idea of, of working too much? Oh, a thousand percent. I, and I think that was yeah. a lot of my, the roots of my working too hard. It was, um, mm -hmm. and too much and too long. Um, this deep sense of duty of you, you owe it to God and to the church and to the people that might be helped. And it doesn't matter what cost it inflicts on you. And the biggest change it for me was when I got to a point when I realized the, the very risky belief that if what I want to do is serve God's kingdom, I get to see myself as a part of that kingdom. And I get to, it was this very kind of controversial, at least to me, idea that if it's destroying this member of the kingdom, it's not worth the benefit for the other members of the kingdom. We were not all called to the same day. People talk about the crucifixion a lot, right? Like if Jesus was willing to die on a cross, aren't you willing to dot, dot, dot? Oh yeah, <laughs> I heard it all the time. I think that's extremely toxic and very poor exegesis. I don't mm. think that's the call in bodily ways for all of us. Um, I think love is the call. I think grace is the call. I think meaningful, um, healthy sacrifice is the call. I think a deep morality and truthfulness is the call. But um, I think it's a rather unnuanced way to look at the story uh, to say that crucifixion uh -huh. is is the right ongoing way to live for all of us. That seems like a bad yeah. reading of that story. And so I think, but it's very toxic and those roots run very deep and they run very deep in me. Um, one of the things that I'm trying to figure out right now in my life as I move into a new season, having finished this last book is, um, would it be okay to make my next couple of career steps based on delight or curiosity or joy or does it have to hurt and that's the only way it counts mm -hmm. and i know the answer mm -hmm. to that but it's still pretty deep in me that that um if you're doing the right thing it should really hurt i think that's some that's some bad theology that i picked up along the way that i really want to leave behind i want to help help all of us to leave behind i don't think that was the intention of god's heart by any means With Shana Nyquist, you can read more of that interview over at relevantmagazine.com. All right, stay tuned up next. It's family game night.
listening to Electric Guest. The song is Holiday. And again, that is on one of our uh, very relevant Christmas mixes, I believe. Maybe that one's the indie mix. Yeah. Go check them all out. They're all good. All right. It is time for our Christmas family game night. So I have literally, I don't know when we procured this, but it... I had a box in my in my game cabinet. It's called Family Game Night. It's a collection of various games, and we're gonna do a little sampler action. We're gonna have we're gonna Great. jump around. We're gonna have a little uh, uh, through the decades, a little celebrity trivia, a little hum that tune, a little who am I? So here's how it's gonna go. We're gonna do two rounds real quickly of uh, a couple of the trivia ones, and then we're gonna get to. Uh, the hum that tune and who am I, which I'm looking forward to very much. All right, you're all individually going to play. Clark, please uh, keep track of this very complicated score. I'm going to ask you all two uh, two rounds quickly of celebrity trivia, and each, if you get the answer right, it's me one point each. Here we go, Jesse. You're up first. In what year did Kanye West storm the stage at the MTV Video Music Awards to interrupt Taylor Swift's acceptance speech? What year was that? That feels just over. I'm going to say that was uh, 2009. No, that's too early. 2011. It was 2009. You should have stuck <gasps> in your gut. Oh, oh man, zero points, for Jesse. All right, Jamie. Jamie, you're up. What is the name of Rihanna's makeup line? Beautiful. Fenty Beauty. Fenty Beauty. Fenty hey, is a fashion line. Almost Fenty half for a way. Right. Yeah. Hey, both of you kind of are getting half answers. All right, yeah. Tyler, bring it home. Here we go. Uh, who was the first African-American woman to win an Academy Award for Best Actress? Halle Berry. That is correct. Okay. Okay. Game All on. right. Game on, sir. Here we go. All right. We go. Jesse, you are up. Who was People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive in 2017? Oh, 17. I, I feel just like, go look, look on your wall. You've got all the covers up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel like that was right around the reconnaissance, uh, around the time of uh, uh, True Detective and and all his you know that the little run of actually good movies and, and TV stuff. So I'm going to say Matthew McConaughey. It was actually just after the explosion of popularity of The Voice in America's sweetheart, Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton? Blake Shelton is the sexiest Blake man Shelton. alive in 2017. Oh, he wasn't even the God. sexiest no man comment. on The Voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no matter what cast, no matter what cast yeah. is with them. Well, were, they projecting, the sexiest man alive, were they projecting to be the last man on earth? What happened? <laughs> sexiest man alive? <laughs> No, no, no offense, Shelton, but I think even yeah. you would say, okay, what happened that year? Yeah. He was honored. Yeah, I, I, that's one of those that you just kind of go, all right, thank you, y'all. I, again, and you get the call. Thank is you, just but not no the thank adjective. You. I would. I would. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Jamie, uh, which actress tripped up the stairs oh. while on her way to accept her Academy Award for Best Actress in 2013? 2013. Was it the kinda girl clumsy. who plays. Huh? Kind of clumsy. Kind of, kind of. Jamie's got laughs it. at herself. She knows she has the answer. She, she plays in the movies with the same guy all the time. Am I on the right track, Tyler? I, you, you, you lost me a little Bradley. bit there. Gonna, I, I don't know though. Okay, sorry. I'm gonna go with Renee Zellweger. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer That's who Lawrence. I was trying to think of. She's yeah. in all the movies with what's his name? Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I knew it. Yeah. 
You were right there, um, but I didn't the know scoreboard, <laughs> The scoreboard does not reflect that you knew that answer. Uh, Tyler, you're up. One nothing. Here we go. On which magazine cover did Caitlyn Jenner make her first appearance? Oh. It's between two for me. I'm going to say... Teen choice. I'm going to say it was... <laughs> was it Vanity Fair? It was Vanity Ooh. Fair. Two nothing after that's it for celebrity trivia. So he's up two nothing. All right, next one is going to be through the decades. Each of these answers are two points each. Jesse, you're again up first. Another year one. In what year did YouTube make its debut? I I want to say two thousand three. Five two thousand five. Correct error. All right, you're up, Jamie. Who duetted with MC Scat Cat? In the song Opposites Attract. <laughs> I don't even know who MC Scat Cat is. Two steps forward, two steps back. We come together when I. Sounds like a Blake Shelton jam to me. That was peak, sexy that was peak Blake Shelton. <laughs> you can see why he got the sexiest man alive. The Shel- a Shelton Assange. Um, I have no idea. Janet Jackson. The Shelton effect. Paul Abdul. You're Paul really Abdul. close. I was so close. Yeah, Paul Abdul. <laughs> All right, uh, Tyler, which actress played the lead role in Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Come on, come on, sandbagging now, sandbagging. Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, that's correct. Two points. All right, he's up four, nothing, nothing. Jesse, here we go. In 2002, Lisa Leslie became the first woman to do what in a WNBA game? Uh, slam dunk. That is correct. Make a slam dunk. Uh, Jamie, from which movie is the line? On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Um, mean Girls. That is correct. You're on the board. Nice work. All right, so it's two, two, four. Tyler, you're up. Here we go. Which website was founded by Jimmy Wales and launched in 2001? By Jimmy Wales and launched in 2001. You know, know famous website still Still going. going. I don't. I don't uh, know the answer to this. Want Everybody, the rest of them are looking at me like I should. Here, here, Jim. Let's just say this: Jimmy Wales is, evidently is hard pressed for money because he's asking for it quite a bit since 2001. Got to be Wikipedia, then. That's true. Okay. It's Wikipedia. What do we do with that? Half point? No point? What's I'll the just, I'll just absorb it if you Ty, guys Clark. Want. Yeah. Clark. Uh, one judge point. assessment. What, one point. One point for that. All right. So, what's the total? That is the end of through the decades. So we got Jesse two, Jamie two, Tyler five. All right, so the next game is called Hum That Tune. Hum mm-hmm. That Tune. Here's how it's going to work. So I have sent you all uh, a song name individually via text. I've texted it to you. You will hum that song. If our producer Clark can guess what song you are humming correctly within an appropriate amount of time, you will get a point. Okay, Clark, are you ready? Uh, let's go. All right, Jesse, you have your song. You are up. Hum That Tune. <laughs> this is difficult. <laughs> you got it. That's uh, uh, no, Clark, Clark, no. raise your hand when you know it, so I know to, 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 to stop. In the, to in the, 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 in the insanity. <laughs> oh come on, Clark! Don't tease us. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I got mm-hmm. okay. I got nothing, man. I got nothing. <laughs> oh! I'm sorry. I, J- Jesse, okay, Jamie Tyler. Solid? Do you guys know what it was? Tyler knows it. I don't. No, I don't know. Wait, do one more time, you Jesse. Know I know it. I don't know. <laughs> just do the no, chorus, man. I just want to hear you do it again. What's the chorus? Yeah, the chorus might help. Okay, I know the answer. Is it I, the 90s? I got it. I know what it is. I know what it is. Okay. okay. Oh, thank you, Tyler. What was it? <laughs> it was Nickelback. Uh, this is yes, how it was Nickelback. PTSD doing that one, guys. <laughs> you remind me. You how you remind me by Nickelback. That was the song. All right, Jamie, you're up. Hum that tune. Okay, here we go. Um. That's all I know. Boys are back in town. <laughs> I really don't understand how to hum either because I think I'm just trying not to say the words but making a noise. Clark, do you have any uh, guess what I, song I, that was? I got nothing. I, I Does am anyone not have a guess? Do it again. Give me another okay, one. All right, what's your song, Jamie? No, here you are. here's a song. Are you ready? Once I said, you'll know it. Girls just want to have fun by Cindy Lauper. Uh, can, I, can I be honest? I think the thing that was giving us a hard time is the fun aspect didn't really translate there, Jamie. It seemed uh, like you were not enjoying that. And, uh, you know, the one thing about uh, either Cindy Lauper or Miley Cyrus's version, you know, really the fun is the main oh. thing. And it seemed kind of devoid of that. Um, it feels a little humiliating. Like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> All right, Tyler, you are up. Home yeah. that tune. Okay. All right. He's got it. What's the song? Clark, what's the song? I don't know That's the so t- I can't think of the title, man. Uh, you got to get to the hook. The hook <laughs> is the title. Together, together, again. Oh my gosh! It's right. Umbrella, umbrella. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Hey. Oh, good job, good job. Yay! There you go. All right, each of these are worth three points. I forgot to say that. So there you go. Three points are for Tyler. Three? Okay. Eight now. Yeah, yeah. Every 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 round is escalating, so the next okay. one's the big one. All right, here we go. Uh, Jesse, you've got your new song. Take yeah. it away. I'll give you one hint. Home Did, that at, tune. And the year this came out, this is actually Tyler's ringtone for the entire year. So. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know it, Clark. It's pretty obvious. Clark, you know it. Milkshake. Yay! Boom! <laughs> All right, Jamie, you are up. Um, okay, Jesse got three points on that, Clark. You keep in touch. Three. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Jamie, you are up. Hum that tune. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Got it. I got it. No, you can't. You said words. You said words. I didn't mean to. Jamie, I think your lips have to be closed. I think your lips have to be closed when you're because you're kind of you're kind of singing it softly. She goes, "Hum that tune." She goes, "Hurry up before you go go." Oh my God! Here's here's Jamie. Here's Jamie humming. Wake me up. Before you go, girl, go, girl, go, girl, wake me up before you go. I'm so bad at this. Oh, <laughs> I like minus a point. Uh, no, 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 no. You Are you going to give me another one? No, oh, yeah, gracious. here it is. I'm sending it to you right now. <laughs> that was a technical foul, hey, but you go. still have the ball. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. Hum that tune. I only know the chorus to this song. Okay, That's, That's fine. That's all okay, so we he's, um, mm, mm, mm. I don't even know how it goes. I hate this game so much. This is like the most humiliating thing I've it ever done. Like in you're my just getting like life. tuned up and warmed up. We're just. <laughs> crying i saw this game and thought of you jamie that's what we're doing worse. like literally it's like I, I feel like i'm on a cruise ship and i'm having to play a jamie, dumb game you keep starting strangers you keep seem to be starting but then i'm like i think she's clearing her throat getting ready i don't know how to do this staying alive I, I don't know. this is a very very common iconic song no no it's not staying alive no it's <laughs> it does... <laughs> i cannot do it are you are you tapping Karen, out you have it show me how to do it uh that's all i got here i'll hum it how i hum yeah, I can't. I don't, I don't know what that was. I don't listen to the genre of music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't stop believing. Yeah, don't stop believing my journey. All right. <laughs> See, there you, you, go. Gotta, you gotta go. You gotta go. The verse, man. That's a, yeah. That's Steve Perry. Right, uh, Tyler, you are up. Hum that tune. Last one. All right. All right. Here we go. This is this is gonna be. Fuck, I'm not gonna lie. This is a tough one. But I have faith in you, buddy. All right. This is yeah. <laughs> It's a newer song. It is. Okay. That's true. That's pretty good. It's really good. It's really good. It's as good as the original. Cuck's face looks so... Okay, okay, okay. You know what? Just, okay, okay. I was enjoying Tyler's voice, honestly. It was yeah, great. Yeah, I couldn't um, get lost in it. Uh, can I guess the artist instead of the song? Yeah, and, sure, and so, yeah. sure. Is that Adele? Oh, is it Adele? No, no, no. Uh, no, no. Can I guess close. the artist? Yes, go ahead and guess. Is it, Jonah, is it one yeah. of the Jonas Brothers? No, kind of close. Oh, you know it, Jesse. Jamie's yeah, in the right. It's Harry Styles. Spirit. Harry Styles. Watermelon Harry Styles. Styles. That's right. Yeah, that's watermelon right. sugar. Watermelon it's watermelon sugar. sugar. Right. Well, Clark was unable to get it, so that's zero points. Yeah, what get, is our point get. total, Clark? So it's Jesse eight, Jamie two, and Tyler eight. So we have a tie. Well, you know what? It's the holiday season. Everyone is a winner except for Jamie, Aww. but everyone is a winner. We're going to end it on a tie. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> oh, I really, okay. I really just—it's the humming that took me out, guys. 
<laughs> I rigged this whole thing because I just wanted to make you hum. I'm so happy I could bring some joy to people's lives today. <laughs> uh, before we wrap it up, I want to mention uh, RelevantStore.com. You, every week, we're adding new merch, podcast fan stuff, other uh, items. It's a, all of our magazine archives are there. Our relevant books from back in the day are there. And of course, our big new annual print edition is available at RelevantStore.com exclusively. Go check it out. There's some great uh, Christmas sales going on. Also, make sure to head over to RelevantMagazine.com and check out our daily devotional series, Deeper Walk. It's presented by Lumo. It's a morning devotional series. You can sign up for an email to get it in your inbox, or you can just check it out on the website over in the faith section, RelevantMagazine.com, Deeper Walk. It's really awesome. It's a great way to start your day. Also, if you like the show, tell people, leave a review. We've been doing this like 16 years, but you know, there's always new people. There's so many podcasts out there. Head over to wherever you listen to the show, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or elsewhere. Leave a review. We post the show on YouTube, audio. We post it on SoundCloud now. Um, Just help us spread word. Tell people what you think and uh, tell us what you think. Uh, We love seeing the feedback. All right. On that note, we will wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Jesse Carey. And I'm Tyler Huckabee. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you on Friday. For listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.